0: You know, Nicola, you and I have just really keep we keep going back and forth talking about Jesus when he talks about the greatest commandments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we keep focusing on like, of course, we know the first part makes complete and total sense. But then when Jesus goes on, he says, and the second is like it to love your neighbor as you love yourselves. Like that part really hits me because sometimes I wonder is the reason why we have breakdown of relationship in society is because people are called to love others as they love themselves. But so many times Mm. I think we really do struggle to really know what it really means to love ourselves. Yeah. And so we even have this broken view of ourselves. And then we try and love people from that broken view. I know no one's perfect, but then we try and love from that broken view. And so even sometimes really, like I know when I'm in my lowest places, if I try to love you like I'm loving myself, then you're going to get a really bad raw end of the deal there because I'm not loving myself well. So therefore, it makes it harder for me to really show up and to love you well.
1: This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. So I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say twice on my mind. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins.
0: Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in a a more more excellent way. way.
1: Man, oh man, that's a loaded one. So I guess in a way, then what I'm hearing you saying is, like the fact that if you're struggling to show up, or if a person is struggling to show up and say, "Let me be compassion, let me show love, let me come alongside you," and the thing is that they're not taking in that sense of love of self, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Then I wonder if they're kind of even missing the first, the first command. You know, like are they downloading that well? Like are they able to grasp how God is loving them and and what it really means to love God, because I I wonder that in connecting in that space, that they'll be able to walk out and walk into that place of loving my neighbor as as I love myself. I don't know, but I guess we can jump into the scripture a little bit in Matthew twenty two thirty six 36 through 40, it says, teacher, this is the scripture we we're talking about, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Commandment, right? Thirty-nine. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Like wow.
0: Yeah, I mean so when Jesus asked us, of course we know that the way they set this up is that this is a trick. But the point, what we want to touch on is the first one that he says makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Every good Jew of that time would have understood when Jesus says that. That's like a reference back to Deuteronomy 6, I believe. Uh, the Shema. Oh, yeah. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with yeah. all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. When he said that, it's like, boom, Right got it. a rabbi. Good on you. Yeah. Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes right? on and says, the second is like it. He, he makes it an equivalent to the first one. Like the second one is equally as important as the first. Mm, so don't leave yes, it out. The first one, you're supposed to love God. And what they're really saying is love God with everything that is within you, with your heart, your mind, your soul, strength, we love him with all of your affection, all of your thoughts, mm. all of your strength. God gets everything from you.
1: That's a whole lot of intentionality,
0: a whole lot of intentionality. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at the old Testament and understanding the concept of love, Part of that is even for a ju- one commentary I was reading is that even for them to understand, to, to love God, it's like this love that this great being, God, from the outside has done something in you. Mm. Therefore, everything inside of you is compelled to be drawn towards this being, mm. which is God. And so, in other words, even when Jesus saying to love God, we love because he first loved us. Right. So right. really, it's yeah. like he loved us. That ignites this passion and desire within us, that we then are then compelled and we're commanded to give it all back to Him.
1: Is it Galatians to talk about the Spirit inside of us crying out, "Abba, Father"? That's all. That's all I was thinking about when you said that. Romans, word, I, know,
0: I know Romans eight. Okay, says that. Romans eight.
1: Okay, but that sense of being driven back towards God, just because we experience, we touch, we taste, we see, we're we've wow this love. So now we're driven towards loving yeah. Him. So and we so got then, that part.
0: And then it's like so that makes complete sense, and that. So understanding, but Jesus, the second is like it. You must love your neighbor like, like, like you are loving yourself or or as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. So now let's unpack this one because we know the first one probably, there shouldn't be no contention for that. Mm -hmm. And even I want to break that down. I think love of God is foundational because God can be the only perfect source of unconditional love for all of us Mm -hmm. that can give us ultimate security and by that meaning like god doesn't just love us when we perform actually god think, proves yeah. his love by he loves us in our deepest darkest places where we in a way a rational human being would not love us god shows his wow. love that while you were there mm-hmm. i loved you love and that's transformational because now it's not about me performing i don't have to be insecure because when I was at my worst place, your love showed up for me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, your love is there. Even when I'm pursuing after your love is there when I'm doing well, your love is there when I don't when I don't do well. And going with Romans chapter eight, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced of it because it came into my darkest place. Right. So first commandment makes complete sense.
1: OK. All second right.
0: commandment. Jesus says the second is like it. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the one we want to unpack a little bit tonight, because even last week we talked about, you know, um, how do you see yourself in vulnerability mm -hmm. and need? Because how you see yourself in that place will determine if you reach for others or even or or if you will let others see you there. Right. Mm -hmm. I think in today's it's a little bit of how do I see myself and how do I allow myself to be loved and connected with? And do I even have a positive view of self? Now, this is not some hedonistic prideful view because that's right. actually not loving yourself. But it's this way of because I'm grounded in God's love and he gives me value and worth. I'm created and made in the image of God. He values me like he values the He values me more than the sparrows and he feeds them and takes care of them. Mm-hmm. And so he cares for me more than many sparrows. It's the scripture would say, right? In right. Matthew chapter 10. Okay. Because of that. So when I have that kind of positive view of myself and I'm loving myself and taking care of myself, not in this hedonistic way, we'll talk about that because I know I hear sometimes like, you know, we don't want to turn people into this hedonistic self-love. But really, when I think about that hedonistic thing that we call like this self-love that's going on and sometimes in culture or whatever, it's not really love. Mm. It's really that people are not loved and they're trying to make themselves feel good. So let's not equate like loving self as automatic hedonism. I think that's a false kind of correlation to draw there. Mm -hmm. I really think some of the hedonism is they lack the love of God and they can't fully take in his unconditional love that loves them. So therefore, it leaves an emptiness in the hole that they try and fill by trying to fill it by loving themselves and doing good things for themselves. Mm. I don't really think it's love. Wow. Because you're gonna
1: fall short. That you're gonna, sh- you know.
0: Yeah, nothing's gonna fill the place that where God was intended yeah. to be, right? Wow. So, but I think because of that brokenness, sometimes, and even for I think people who love the Lord and are following Him, when they can't even fully take in how He loves them, and they have this low view of self, this, this yeah. This, and I think we should have a humble view of self. But this part where you're not, you're all you are, you're not even a saint in Christ Jesus. You, you know, that you don't even think about the hope of Christ in you, the, the, that that's the hope of glory that you have been adopted, right that you are loved, that you can cry out like you were talking about, Abba, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a royal priesthood. Being able to take in the truths of the positive things of what scripture says you are in him and that you have value, that you were created with value. Right. Um, okay When you don't have that, then how do you love someone else? Think about that'll
1: that. Be, that's the part I want to get at. And I think mm-hmm. it's
0: really many people is like, I am so broken. I don't even love me. How do I show up for you? Mm. They don't know how to do that. And that's not me trying to put them down. Like I feel for that place. I mean, I would say that's me. I was about to say, <laughs> hey, hold on. Wait, were you? Oh, I, thought you
1: just, <laughs> I was not going to talk about your own stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in spaces where it's like, you know, you try and, um, put out or give, but you're giving from a space that you haven't even allowed to, the Holy Spirit. You haven't allowed the word of God. You haven't allowed, you know, what Jesus did across to fill to fill you, you know, or even to remember, because it's not like I didn't know, right? There, there are seasons and it's not like I didn't know. It's just that, in a in an essence that I kind of kind of forgot to to rely because we got to keep going back and be filled and stir up and remind ourselves of the goodness of God and, and, and just embracing and receiving his love continually. Right. Lest we forget, I guess. So I've been in that space before where it's like, you're trying to give, give out from a, a, a source of, or a place within myself that it was it was okay. dry, yeah. And
0: so I think even like, it's like when I think about this place, like love your neighbors, you're loving yourself. So this is a transparent place, right? So when I think about it, like I did not know, and I'm still working on it. Sometimes I don't even know how to take care of myself and like really like slow down and see myself and like treat myself like I have value and I'll just work myself and just keep pushing. And then I remember early in our marriage and then you'd want me to show up for you. And it's like, what are you asking me for? Just keep going, <laughs> do this and you'll be okay. Or do this and do that. Like I was literally, I was loving you like I love myself, but it was not True. a good thing and it was not healthy. And I don't know if I was really loving myself. I wasn't, it was a lack of love for myself. So therefore I think it, it affected my ability to really love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's still part of the point where we're trying to get in Even today, what's like a positive kind of practical thing is I do want people to really think about like even in your places of need and vulnerability, touching on last week again, how are you seeing yourself and how do you even like turn towards yourself or allow yourself to kind of like I don't know begin to minister to yourself or allow God to minister to you in that place.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's a I, What are the
0: I think the, is what are the words you even speak to yourself? Like do you like condemn yourself and like degrade yourself even in your thoughts and in those that internal dialogue that you have? Right. Um cuz if we're not careful, I think that can also come out towards other people when they're in their pain or when they're in their need. Does that make is that my making sense there in the
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, again, I think I've said before. I <laughs> a lot of my relationship happenings, as far as it taps on, it makes me think about my relationship with the girls. There are times where it's like I know they need me to love them like this, but gosh, I'm I'm falling short in that zone, and it's just kind of like I just remember a season was just like all that was running through my mind. Was just ants, <laughs> automatic negative thoughts. It was just going, going, and it's hard to turn around to someone as cute and as sweet and as precious they are, and really see their value and worth because your lens is so murky. And what you're feeling within your own mind and your own soul, it's it's unloved because I, one, I wasn't happening, and I'm fully embracing the love of God, right? And so it's hard for me to even give out of what I didn't have to give to them, to speak those words to them. I was doing my best because I know it was just like, this is not godly if I talk to them like this. So I would try my best, but I was still knowing I was falling short in some degree. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like that full, abundant, full of grace, full with compassion kind of a, a space that I was coming from.
0: And so I think it's so powerful sometimes when we're able to look to someone, especially when you know I've seen or, you know, just like when there's people, it's like they've never really had someone that could show up and like love them. And then it's like that's such a powerful thing to be able to look at them and to say, and wait a minute. You don't even know what it's like to have someone show up for you and to love you in this place. Mm-hmm. So that must be so hard for you to try and figure out like this map of love to then find your way to somebody else's heart. Because somebody's ever, you've not gotten to see that map as somebody even showed up for your heart. So that makes it so hard for you to even figure out what do I do? Because I like the Bible. It says, I think it's in the beginning of 1 Corinthians, forgive me for not knowing it right offhand, but it says comfort others with the same comfort with you with which you have been comforted. Mm -hmm. So it's like literally, like you have taken in comfort and you felt it and it came into your world. Go give that away. And I know that's not the same exact parallel as this verse, but it is a way I want to touch. I mean, it is like we learn to love others by being loved. Mm -hmm. And as we are loved, we know like I know what it's like to be loved. So I even know how to love myself. Like when mom and dad showed up for me as a little kid, when I was disappointed that day or when the family pet died or a family member died and they showed up for me and they comforted me. And, or when I failed at this thing, or I got cut from this team, they reassured me, they loved mm-hmm. me there. Mm-hmm. So I know what it is to really love myself. And I want to go give you that same thing. Like that's what, even when Jesus is quoting this first, when commentary says, you'll know you're loving other people well when you love them. And th- maybe let me, I'm going to get back to that thought. Okay, but even if you don't have that perfect model, does that mean you're hopeless? No, because here's the part I was was about to say. (laughs) Here's what it's like: almost like love people like you're loving yourself, which you built that model off of how you've been loved, or even think about when you were in your dark place. You know, we talked about that last week. When you're in vulnerability and need, how do you hope that someone could show up and love you there and go give that same thing away? Go give that same thing away. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: When you are in your guilt or you're in your shame or the regret or you feel vulnerable, you feel weak or whatever that is, how would you want someone to show up to that place of your vulnerability and pain Mm -hmm. and go give that to someone else? That's good. Go give that same thing to someone else. That's good. So it's almost like if someone was in pain, if you were in pain and someone said, I don't have time. Would you want someone to say, show up and say, I don't have time for you. Would you want someone to tell you to make your pain go away or to ignore it or to minimize it? No, you wouldn't because we've all been on the end of that at some point in time and it sucked. Go give, don't go give that to someone else. But if it's a place, it's like, I just want someone sometimes just to hear me to help me make sense of it. Or even if I'm in that place, I need to know that uh, that someone can show up and say, you're not actually weak. You're actually strong for confronting this place, for letting me see it. Mm-hmm. That actually it makes sense that you are feel overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that you right. failed as a husband or as a man because you feel overwhelmed with work and with the bills or whatever. Um, it's okay as a mom that mm-hmm. you feel this anxiousness down in you sometimes when, <laughs> you know, whatever is going on or it's okay. It makes sense. Man. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that comfort, like, it's like, can you go give that to someone else? I don't know. That's just my, that's me trying to picture that and I guess inspire.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's good. I mean, all of that makes you think I love because he first loved me, you know? I don't know. It's like, once you can fully take in all the different ways and make, I mean, maybe writing out all the different ways the scriptures talk about God giving love to us. And when we realize, oh, what a wretched sinner I was, you know, or can be when I fall short of his glory. But yet he extend his grace upon grace. He extend comfort upon comfort. He extend his love upon love just to say, I'm still here. I'm still with you. And just being able to say, okay, this is what I need from the Lord. This is what he downloads to me because of the love. He is love and he gives this love to me. And just like what you're saying is, how do you want somebody to come into that space? That is a really great way of like reflecting on it, you know, because it's like, well, this is the kind of thing I would want. I would want, you know what? I would want some compassion right now. I'd want some give me the benefit of the doubt kind of a thing. I, I just... You know, I just had a mishap right there. I would want you to like overlook that and show love and kindness and gentleness and self-control towards me, you you know, because it's like, this is what these are the things that I see how God could have just like, you know, whatever. But he doesn't abandon me. He keeps showing up, you know, and so. um I, I want to tap into his source of love so that I can give, I can give, you know, there are days where I'm even here and the girls are doing something and I can f- and find my own, he says, my own self-righteousness or my own anger or whatever that's wanting to motivate me. But then it's kind of like, wait a minute, you know, it's I think this is the biggest changes that's happened for me. It's like. Man, Nicole, God doesn't love you like that. Like, <laughs> you know, he's patient with you in these moments, you know. Um, so that's when you get to the point, even as a mom, where it's like, don't cry or spill milk, love the child instead, <laughs> you know, because when you have a fault, when you have a false fall short of something and God just comes in and extends his grace, he corrects me, right? Said that point me with this, towards this truth and righteousness, I can do the same thing in gentleness and love and tenderness and kindness, you know? And so anyway... It just makes me think about that. Like how can I tap back into how's God loving me? How has He loved me? And how can I in turn do that to my neighbor, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanna go ahead and give that as an excellent point. I think that was a great place in summary of this show. Yeah. Foundational is to love God with everything that is within you. And we can only love God really because he first loved us. And as he loves us, we get to get a new model of what lo- what it is for us to be loved. And hopefully we can take that love in and that mm-hmm. we even see ourselves through, this, through, the, through the lenses of God's love for us. And we love ourselves in a way, right? However you want to take that right. Treat yourself as valuable because you are made in the image of God and he loves you and he values you. But then as you do that, go and give that same love to others. As you're loving yourself, love others as you love yourself. Or right. even if you say, I don't know if I don't really have a good model for that. Well, love others as you'd want to be loved when you're in pain or distress or even joy and happiness. Right. And I love Nicola's question, though. I think and I guess I give it back. I want y'all to really think about that how is God loving you in your life right now? Mm-hmm. How is God loving you in your life right now? And then I want to add one more question to that. How are some ways right now to pray and ask God to challenge you to go and love others as you're loving yourself to see outside yourself? Cause part of the idea for this podcast, yeah, we talk about marriage a lot. We've talked about parenting and then we got a show that we've got recorded. We had our first interview and we talked about like foster and adoptive families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this podcast I'm thinking about today, we really just want to make the world a better place. And what we mean by that is when we are all connected and we are able to love God and to, we love God passionately and love each other tangibly, our communities are healed and transformed. The kingdom of God is advanced. Jesus said, people will know you are mine by the love you have for one another. Mm-hmm. not by your church size, not by your steeple, not by your theology in a way. It's by the love that you have for one another that people will know you're my disciples. Mm-hmm. That's powerful mm-hmm. and that's transformative. So how's God loving me? and How can I go love others? And I'm going to do something that's spontaneous, if that's okay, Nicola. Okay. Because I just, I just hit <laughs> me as I was sitting here thinking, there's a part of me that just wants to even dedicate this podcast to the Griggs family. Right. Mm. Um, just, you gonna start. <laughs> yeah. I just want to send this out in our prayers mm. to our friends, the Greek family, the pastor of a uh, vertical church as they just, uh, their son Titus has gone to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But you know why they hit me in this one? Because through all of their pain and their suffering, they kept on loving God and loving people with uh. everything that is within them mm-hmm. in a place where they could have totally just checked out he yeah. just pulled in, and they had those moments. They gave, and they gave, and they gave, and Titus Amazing. gave, and he gave, Amazing. and he gave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know. Just wanted to just say we love you all to uh, the Greek family, to the vertical family. We yes. feel your loss with you. Um, you are not alone in this, and we would we want to love on you as we would want to be loved in this time for you all. I know mm-hmm. that you are you are both celebrating and shedding tears at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, um so we yeah. love you and we thank you.
1: So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't have words. I don't have words. I just, you know, with with that what you say, it's just like Ultimately, my mind goes back to John 17, guys, like this is eternal. This is kingdom. And you mentioned the Griggs family, like this is their heart. Like, man, just the kingdom of heaven. Like it's about Jesus. And Jesus is here to show us the love, to show us the love that God has for us. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus his son, you know. And so it comes back to and towards Jesus at the end of his life, he says, you know, that I've, I've come and I've glorified you. I've brought you glory on this earth by finishing work you gave to me. Like we have work y'all, we have work to do. We, God wants to make himself, his presence manifest on this earth. And he does that through us. He does that through the love that he gives to us. Let's not forfeit the blessing. Let's not forfeit the pleasure. Let's not forfeit the goodness of God's love that he has, that he intends for us to fill us up with so that we not only hoard it to ourselves or, that we miss it, but that we can grab hold of it and be so intentional to go out and do that. And I say this to my own self, but when I want to shrink back from situation, when I shrink back from people because of fear of being hurt, for fear of being missed or whatever, when I want to shrink back, like God, by Holy Spirit, push me forward to love so that I can demonstrate the love that you give to me because God, you've loved me well. You've met me in my, my lowest and you've brought me to the place where I can see beyond just myself. I can see you in your fullness and your glory, your majesty, God. And I just want to let that be known. When I see people and I'm smiling, I'm just not smiling just to, to, so they can smile back. But I want to smile because of Jesus and his love for me. And I want them to experience and have a touch and a taste of that, that love that he gives to me. And so as he's loving us well, I want us to just go receive that. Let's receive that. Let's take that in. Let's take that in so that we can just we can allow the present of the Holy Spirit to be a, like, just allow us to express what's in us. It's the spirit of God in us and he is love. Let us express what's in us so we can love others and love each other and forgive and love again and go back towards each other. Man.
0: Yo. Man. Thank you so much. Once again, we hope you've been inspired and equipped to love God and to love others in a more excellent way.
1: Yes. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at a more excel way and check out our website at a more excellent wayrelationship.com. Visit klrc.com to learn more about the more excellent way.